accidents there. And food and drinks, keep them over there. Uh, other than that, thank you. <laughs> Literally one applaud. Amazing. How y'all? So I'm supposed to be saying something while they're setting this thing up. And uh, I'm sorry? And you got to be natural. Right. When someone asks you to be that way, it's hard to be that way. But when you do it naturally, it's easier. How's the weekend so far? Fine. It's still happening. How about yours? Uh, uh, eventful. You did your Christmas shopping? You're not? 30 seconds. I'm sorry? She wants to go to the snail park. Good morning. Welcome to Fellowship. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to the YouTube chat line and whatever your questions and comments are, hate will pass them on to me. And I do appreciate it. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. So he had risen from the dead. Uh, yeah. It's you were risen from the dead. Alex is back. Yeah, Alice got pushed off a mountaintop riding a bicycle once, right? Yeah, I fell about 40 feet. Oh. And, and did uh, they take you, did you hold on to your bike? No, he's got it. Oh, man. He's got it. But, uh... So, what was it like? How old are you? I'm in my 60s. So, what was it like going down 40 feet on the side of a mountain? Uh, I went over a little cliff, I grabbed something and I couldn't grab it before I fell, so I fell straight. I did a parachute jump basically from 40 feet down to concrete and uh, basically it's like a failed parachute jump. Bingo and I cracked, uh, I broke two bones in my back, I broke uh, five bones in my left heel, five bones in my right heel. I went to, uh, first thing I did, well, not the first thing I did. I, I, when I realized I was alive, I screamed for help. And uh, I was in the, like the Culver City bike trails or something. And I was like 10 o'clock at night. Um, the first thing they did is had a, what you call the paramedics come and get me. And I, I couldn't stand up. I tried to standing up and then I realized, oh, there's something wrong. And sure enough, I broke two bones in my back, 10 of my heels. But I was screaming for help. Nobody came for help. Finally, this young teenager saw me from the path, bike path all the way down. He said, you need help? Yes, call, please, call 911 and call paramedics. And so the paramedics came and they got me in a gurney and lifted me up. And uh, I, I could, I remember, I remember a homeless guy taking my bike. I, I do remember that. But and then I, as I was coming up and they lifted me up to the bike path to get me into the paramedics, 
uh, I noticed there was an old junky red bike. I goes, oh, so he traded up for a red bike for a nice black bike. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And uh, they took me to Ronald Reagan Medical Center. I was on the eighth floor of the trauma building, eight, eighth floor of the trauma unit. I was there for about nine days. Did you fall on your back? I fell you, on my you feet. you finally hit the ground? 100% on my feet. Will you finally hit the ground, you're on your feet? On my feet. Whoa, so that's the first time you ever stood up for anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And well, then, well, tell me I move my chair, make sure it's, a, it's already in front of you. Yeah, so um, I went to Ronald Reagan. I, I didn't get a, I was in the emergency area for about two days, and they didn't give me a bed right away. And then finally got up to the eighth floor, and. All the nurses were great, but uh, it was hard eating because I was so damaged. And uh, then uh, they put me in some cast, a half cast in my feet. And uh, they said, oh, you're going to be in this for quite a while. I was like, okay. He goes, I don't know how long. He says, you're going to be for a while. And, goes, and then he goes, but there's something else wrong because my back's killing me. They didn't know what happened. All the, all the feet guys were just like taking care of my feet. They had no idea that I had these back issues. And uh, so I spent nine days there at UCLA. And then they, they asked me, look, we got to downgrade you from UCLA. You need a lower level of care. I go, I'm pretty damaged. I have, I have broke, two broken bones in my back, 10 in my feet. Plus, I, have a, I, ha I needed a back brace. Plus, I needed a neck brace. Because I, I, what you call it, um, I had a neck brace for seven weeks and I couldn't take it off because they were so worried about all the pulled ligaments and tendons in my neck. But as you can see, I can, I can bend my neck all, all the way forward. So my, is your back and everything? My back's is, fine. Everything is healed now? No. What's, what's um, wrong? The heels still need work. Um, I went on October 27th, and I had a bad feeling about this. It was my third orthopedic doctor. It's this guy's in Van Nuys, and he's done celebrity surgeries, like a sports medicine guy, and he says, look, um, the best way to describe your heels, I'll pretend you have like a 12, 15-inch plate from a six feet high, and you drop it on the floor. That's your left heel. That's your right heel. I goes, come on, it's been, it's October 27th. I had my injury in late April. He goes, I don't even know why UCLA didn't do surgery immediately. I goes, they should have done surgery immediately on you. I goes, you should have had surgery immediately. I goes, can you do the work? Oh, of course I can do the work. I goes, but you're my third ortho. And he says, yeah, you're going to need three-hour surgery. And I'm going, three-hour surgery? That's not that. No, 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 sir. So did you have the surgery? No, I haven't. I still Are you going to have it? I'm worried that he talked lots of science stuff to me, and I understand a lot, but he said I, had, I need fusion surgery, which is like screws and plates on both the left and the right. And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, yeah, you're going to need it, unless you want to live in pain for the rest of your life. So are you going to have it? I'm trying to avoid it. I'm, I'm, because I'm worried about having club foot. So right now you can can you you walk on both? I can walk on both feet. Um, the main issue right now is I have severe pain in my left ankle, 
and my Achilles tendons feel like they're half the size. Oh, okay. So they're really tight. And uh, he said, look, he says, don't worry about it, I'll do one foot at a time. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Because it's a three-hour surgery in your left heel. Let me ask this because of time. Uh, you said that you're afraid of cleft foot, meaning that you can't club walk foot. flat. In other words, I'll be club. walking with a, like, like I will have full range of motion, and I'll be like, like dragging my Oh, foot. if you don't have the surgery? If I have the surgery. Oh, if you have the surgery. Yeah, because I, I'm not going to have, I don't think I'll have my full range of motion. And um, I assume it's going to be titanium plates, titanium well, screws. Well, welcome back, man. You look well. Thanks. But to be an old man, you don't look like you've been through anything. What's that? To be an old man, you don't look like you've been through anything. <laughs> uh, I spent six months and 13 days in the nursing home, and I spent nine days at UCLA. So nice. that's, that's a long time. And then you say you're going to be dying soon? <laughs> Did you say that? I, I don't remember saying that, but you know. Did he used to say? Oh yeah, I, I said I'd die within 20 years or something. Well, it looked like you're going to die before that if you keep saying it. Yeah, I, I, I guess <laughs> be careful what you wish for. That's right, be careful or what you say. Be careful of the homeless guys, don't trust them. So are you going to stop saying that you're dying soon? Uh, yes, I will stop saying that because obviously it's... You bring your death upon yourself. Yeah, I'm bringing bad luck into myself. Did your son visit with you? Oh. One thing with my son that uh, I, that's an interesting question. Um, my son basically hates me. Nice. Uh, right, and. And I don't blame him. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I've done wrong. <laughs> right. And one time I did borrow some money from him and I never paid him back. Wow. And um, <laughs> I didn't pay him back. And I said, What kind of father borrowed money from his son that doesn't pay back? Because I had, I had a little bit of a gambling problem, right, you know, so... so all these years you haven't paid it back? Uh, two years. You had a gambling problem two years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I had some problems with the stock market. I have a little bit of addiction. Oh, that's white. Right. <laughs> I right. thought you meant going so to the casino I, or something. One thing that my brother did is, uh, my brother tried to reconcile us, and then he came over to visit me in... LA from Canada and uh, he want my son says hey let's 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 talk to your brother Mike and tell him what kind of man you really are and my brother had a bad feeling about it so my my son texts me saying hey my dad's a soy boy uh, you know I did eats a lot of soy I don't right you know basically an, a flabby man <laughs> and um, he said a lot of bad stuff about me, and, and I was like, okay, this, a lot of stuff is true. But my brother realized how bad my son, my, how, how would you call it? How horrible my son thought about me. And then he's like, okay. Uh, Make a long story short, did he bring y'all back together, yes or no? He did because- And did he, it work? The, he, well, he said, look, brother, uh, yeah, I did. He says, look. I'm so now you and your brother, you and your son back together? We are almost together. There's a bus strike in Santa Clarita, so I can't visit him. Right, good. <laughs> well, it's been going on for like two, three months. Good. Uh, well, welcome back. Thank you. Um, I'm surprised I'm not a quadriplegic, and I'm surprised I'm not a paraplegic. Yeah, you're blessed. Yeah, I like your new bike. <laughs> It's my. It's called. It's called a roll leader walker. It's a deluxe model. Two hundred twenty bucks on Amazon. 
Nice. Well, welcome back. Thank you. How y'all doing? Any uh, questions or comments or anything? Yes, Raymond. I just want to uh, let you know that right now I'm 65 years old. I turned 65 uh, five, Today? Uh, a month ago. Oh. Yes. You're and 65? I, yes. You're old. <laughs> I, uh, yes, uh, that's... Uh, You're like that's, real old. Yes. That's what scares me. Anyway, I was uh, planning on retiring by the, for my job by the end of the year. Since I, um, since I built what is known as a limited liability company, and that is starting to produce money. The thing uh, uh, of it, I always wonder, uh, wonder if I, uh, if I, uh, whether I may uh, not uh, make a mess of retirement as I. You say you plan to retire? Yes. At the end of the year. Huh? If you can huh, you can hear. At the end of this year? Yes. You're going to retire? Yes. Nice. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just hope I'm, uh, I take, <clears throat> take my retirement as responsible as everything else. Well, you better. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations being so old. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Yes. I think after last Sunday, I was left with a feeling or a state of kind of what is the purpose of anything and life because I was like, okay, I don't have any friends, right? There is not, no such a thing as a career. It's like I go to work, <laughs> you know, to have perfect peace, you know, yeah, I don't want to be in a, in a relationship. So what is really the point of anything? Like, what do I do if, if nothing is really, everything is an illusion, you know, the success and like having money, of course have money to be able to eat and live and all of that, but yeah, I had this like becoming very sober and then sitting with, yeah, what is really the purpose of anything then, right? Like going out and if I'm invited to a party, why go because, <laughs> Like, this is all just fake in a way, right? And then right. you're being there and having fake conversations about bullshit, right? So about I was like, what? Well, what, is the, what is the purpose of about me doing anything? Like, why don't I just, like, <laughs> sit here and eat a sandwich and not yeah, do, like, the bare minimum? Like, oh. Yeah. And that's what kind of was, I was sitting with. Amazing. Uh, anybody else feel that way, too? Tell me about it. I feel the same way. I, I uh, like my husband likes to, you know, he likes to dive for lobster. So he's always like, oh, let's invite, you know, his friends or, but it's, it's like, I'm always like, God, like it's just boring, useless conversation, you know? So, but I, I mean, I do it, but then I just sit there and go, oh God, I'm so fake. <laughs> you know, like it's just, I don't know if I'm going to see these people again. You know, I will see them like once, like once or but twice. But are you wondering, as she's doing, what's the purpose of life? If the, I can't go to the party, the party born. My career means nothing except for to provide for me on earth. People are fake. Uh, and there's nothing real. So she's like, what's the purpose of life? You ever wonder that? 
I don't think I go like, what's the purpose of life? I mean, I just, I just think like, oh, you know, these conversations <laughs> are like, they're like empty. Right. There's no like deep, uh, like, you know, really about life. It's just, oh, how you doing? Oh, good. Uh, how's the yeah. weather? You know. Amazing. And so, w what is the reason to be alive then? If, if nothing means nothing, every, nothing matters, and everything is fake. I see it as like being an example. Of what? Of, of, of living um, a fake life? Of like, no, of just like showing love, you know? But, you know, sometimes when I'm sitting there having those fake conversations, I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's hard to have fake conversations now. It really is. It used to not be hard, but it's hard now. You want the person to hurry up and go away. Okay, I got to go now. I mean, yes. Uh, I've definitely had that same, like, experience and that same thought. And then I watched the, um, oh, my God, the show, the, the Jesus show, The Chosen. And um, I, I was also reading the Bible. I mean, Jesus went to weddings, and like he was so... He, he among, was what? He, he went to the wedding. He was always around... Jesus was in a wedding? Pe yeah. People. Yeah. And that just reminded me that we're not, like... You know, maybe that's the devil putting, like, an idea in your head. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to what? It's not. <laughs> Well, maybe. It, it, was, <laughs> it was not like, I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like, oh, what's the purpose of anything? It was more just nothingness in a way. Like, I was laughing at it and I was talking to my friend who was watching the stream and we were just laughing because like all these different ideas of how we wanted to move forward, we were just questioning <laughs> everything because every route just seems is just made up in a way, right? So what is the purpose of me like going to the party? Because I know that, and again, it's more of a fascination, right? Like I'm, instead of sitting there thinking, oh, she's so fake, I'm like, wow. And I'm not seeing it as her, right? I just see the spirit going on and on and on and on and on. I was like, I'm just gonna sit here silently and see how long the spirit will go on. I was like, wow, she's going for <laughs> Ever, <laughs> you know. So it, it's more with the, it, it is with the lightness in my heart. It's not with the heaviness, but still, it's more like with that lightness. And I'm just questioning what is then the purpose, right? Like, yeah, if my job is not a career and that's not the purpose, right? And <laughs> if I'm getting married, I'm going to choose at least a little bit of hell. It might be a lot of hell, you know, and chaos. You know, okay, do I want that? Like, well, what do I choose from here, right? How do I move forward? Um, and I was sitting with it, and I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Amazing. Yes. I, I can relate 100% to what she's saying. And I believe, at least for myself, it's part of the process of just you know shedding that old nature and as we're waking up naturally we're going to or i'll just speak for myself yeah. as i'm waking up i'm finding that i'm 
I, I don't know who I, who I, I don't know myself, so I'm getting to know myself, but what has been working for me is to just, as you say all the time, is just to, to, to be present, to just be present, do what's in front of me as I'm being present, and because of that, I've been having so much fun. I've had so much spontaneity pop up, and I've just been allowing, you know, doing my level best at least to allow God to kind of just guide me along. It's not always easy, and I do slip back into my old nature at times, and I'm bored, and I'm wondering what's up, and confusion comes about, but the moment I get censored and present is when I feel like he just, he just guides me. Naturally. So are you waiting on God? <laughs> <laughs> waiting That's on God. Catchy um, song by Hassan. Um, you said that you're getting to know yourself, and what is it that you're getting to know about yourself? Just like this past week, um, pertaining to um, what what she was just saying about, you know, what do I do? What's the point of going to the party? I'm one of those people, like I'll be in a setting and there will be this dead air, like the conversation will stop <laughs> or I'll be walking with someone new or uh, whatever, in engaging with someone and the conversation pauses and I'm the one who has to get it going again. So I'll just start talking about whatever it might be this last week, I tasked myself to not do that. And every day I'm in a different location because I freelance. And I just let myself be uncomfortable in that moment. Didn't say a word. I allowed it to be silent. <laughs> I have refused to do the whole small talk thing. If I don't have anything to say, I don't say anything. I, and it's been uncomfortable for me. I was going to ask you, is it hard to stand there with the person or sit there and you have nothing to say? Very. And what's hard about that? It, I just feel like I need to keep the conversation going. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it, like it's an expectation, and it's on me to do it, because you're not going to do it. You're not a great, I'm a great conversationalist. I should be doing this, but that's all ego. So to, to, to let go of all of that and to be uncomfortable has been working out very well for me. Oh, good. But I did want to, may I ask yes. one other thing or just say something no. real quick? Sure, and it's no problem. That it's pertaining to, I heard this conversation, I think it may have been on your radio show, where this conversation about Jesseisms is coming up, where people are saying, I've heard a few callers and maybe even here at church, how... Um, you know, I don't want to sound like Jesse, or, you know, I, I'm not myself if I sound like Jesse, but I do sound like you when I'm, when I'm sharing this right that's on. happening here. Yeah. And I don't mind that. I'm nice. okay with that because I don't prop you up on a pedestal, but I, you're, the one, you're the person who introduced me to this. So who else am I going to sound like? Yeah. There's no one else saying this. Of course I'm going to sound like you. So I just wanted to address that because I've been hearing a lot of that. The people around. who are saying that, they are blind and they're just repeating something somebody else said. They just go from person to person repeating. And somebody say, you sound like Jesse. Don't sound like Jesse. Now they go, oh, I sound like Jesse. And they're just, they still, they're still caught up with the world and they're still taking it on. They have no idea what they're saying. It sounded good to say that. And so now they just said it with no real meaning. Let you do with anything, because if they, if they could really see 
then they would know that I sounded like Jesse. I don't care who said it, right? But they don't really see, so they're just repeating somebody else that they admire. They, they made another hero, and so they're repeating that hero, and they feel good. So you're right, don't let it bother you. They just still blind people. Even other people say that about the person, though. Yeah. Saying it. You know, it's not necessarily the person saying it. Someone right. Someone saying, you sound like Jesse, you're being a... Yeah, if someone say you sound like Jesse, give them the finger. Right. I almost did the finger. Okay. I almost did the finger. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my hand was waving. <laughs> but no, don't, as you are doing, overcome the world. And along this road of overcoming, so many things are going to get in the way. Don't fall for it. Let them say and do what they want. And let me ask, the, how did you deal with the boyfriend, the, the guy this week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, how do you think it went? Uh, I, you crossed my mind. I, I believe, I could be wrong, that this time you dealt with it totally differently. You didn't play the game. Well, I, I didn't hear from him, and I thought... You say you did not? I did not hear from him. Oh, good. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm just going to follow up on it and just be like, hey, when do you have time to talk today? And he was like, hey, I'm in bed. I'm really sick. So I did not reply to that at all. I went to Miami for a festival and I believe it, it was not God, but a spirit sent the same situation again. Yeah. And I was like, and it was like turned on its volume. And I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it repeats itself until you overcome it. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was just laughing. I was like, listen, I just had this experience and I cannot take any of this seriously. And I walked away from it. But um, when I came back here to LA, he texted me and said, I'm sorry for not showing up to our conversation. And when can we have our talk? And I haven't responded to it because yeah, yeah, I was like, I just felt constantly, do I, what do I do with it? Whatever I respond, I feel like it's, I don't really have an answer for it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's my ego wanting to have the conversation, is it my ego not responding? Whatever I say, is that just my ego that wants something out of it, right? So I've just left it at that. And nice. I will have to confront it today, but... Yeah. Amazing. Um, as far as having fun in life and career and all that, um, you want to overcome that. And what you're overcoming is identifying with it. You could still enjoy your career. You could be good at what you do. You could go to a party, as the young lady was saying, Jesus did. And you can have fun at the party. But you won't identify with the party. And when the party is over, the party is over. You won't feel like, oh, now I got to go home all by myself or I got to go somewhere else for some more fun. You won't get any sense of identity of it, but you would totally enjoy it. Right. I think one of the <clears throat> things that also came to me was, you know, like, okay, yes, there is this just like I'm going to my job, right? Yeah. But then there is this planning on how to evolve and how to grow 
with your job and how to move forward. And I think that's also where I, and maybe I just have to pray on it, um, but how do you, you know, dream about, not really dream, but where to, yeah, how to move forward without, because in one way or another it will be about the ego in one way or another that wants something better or that wants to have more money or more success in a way, right? And I think that's where I kind of was like, should I just go to work every day with no idea about, like no desire about the future and no thinking about it, no planning? Yeah, you should definitely go to work without deciding about the future because it doesn't exist. It's an illusion. But whatever you're working on, you can see how to enhance your project, whatever you're working on. If you can make it better, make it better. You should make it better. You want to make money so you can live on earth, but money is not your life. It's not like your identity. It's just tools you're using to live on earth. And God created you so you can do that. He gave you a talent so that you can live on earth. You can make money, you can buy food, you pay your rent. You're supposed to be doing that. He made that for you as well. But just don't get a don't think that that's who I am and I'm all this and I'm all that because even that comes from God. The ability to do your best at what you're doing. Nice. So you should. Nice. You could do practical planning for your job, but not for life. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think I've been having just, even when I was away now, I was having a lot of, just constantly amazed about the human mind and myself as well, right? Like whenever I notice something triggering me or I'm being kidnapped for a little moment and then I'm coming back, <clears throat> like emotionally or with my thoughts or how I identify with something. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's just amazing how we, <laughs> it's like, Everyone's there and pretending that they are something or yeah. have a job or what's cool and what's not and this pain and someone hurt you and you're standing there and it's like, wow, like what are we doing? It's just amazing how the human mind works. The human mind is evil. Yeah. The intellect is pure evil and it destroys everyone that doesn't overcome it. It really is evil. But so if God created everything, like even the devil, right. is he the creator of the devil? You know, why is it not taking all of it away, right? If he has that power. Why he hasn't? Yeah. The beauty is he has. You just don't know it. You discovered it. He has taken it all away. And the devil has no power, no authority, no nothing. It's just that he made you think he does by making you think it's you when it's really him. He can't destroy you. He, he influences you to destroy yourself. But he has no power. He's weak. He has zero power. If you didn't listen to the thoughts, he could never touch you. But the only reason he can influence you is because you believe thoughts. All thoughts are lies, but you don't totally understand it yet. The devil was defeated when Christ came. And he brought us back, and we were really free. 
but you just don't know it because you've identified from the day you popped out of your mama's womb, you start creating a false image of yourself. They cause you to do it. And then the world caused you to do it. You have created a false image of you. And that's what's missing. You're living with a false imagination, which is evil and is the identity of the devil. But he has been defeated. And in reality, you are free. Yeah, because when I've been observing myself with this situation with this man, like, you know, I don't want anything from him in a way, right. right? But still in myself, it's just amazing how this relationship that we have inside ourselves to happenings and people, it was just amazed me how it's all just an illusion, right? In It's like, all an illusion. Like the emotions and the thoughts around it. And I was like, wow, it's crazy that i processing all of this. And there is... It's just my own relationship to this situation. Yes. And I'm going around processing it, shedding my ego, surrendering to it, and still it's just going on inside of me. All inside of you. And it's just, yeah, it was just, yeah. And I was just observing it and, and amazed of, like, wow. Because it doesn't really <laughs> exist, right? It's just my own relationship to it that makes it exist. That's the only thing. Nothing exists except for your idea about it, your relationship with it. And everything that's happening to you is happening inside of you. Nobody else is making it happen. It's not even happening to the real you, but it is happening inside of your world because of your relationship. You believe it and you react to it and you believe it some more. You react to it. But nothing is really happening to the real you at all. Zero. It's all in your mind. It's all in your world. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is, and it's, you know, it's so easy to say other people, you know, you can let it go right now, and if you don't let it go right now, you like living in your hell, right? right. It's easy to say that to other people. Right. And then I was observing myself, and I thought, I don't want to carry this around. I don't want anything from this person, but still the spirit is testing me, right? like emotionally and in my thoughts and I said several times like in my <coughs> silent prayer I was like take it away like why is it Beautiful. reoccurring because I don't want anything to do with it it was not that big of a deal like in the end of the day it was not that big of a deal yeah. and still the spirit just kept testing me and and I just felt like I don't I don't want to live in hell I don't want this at all but still it keeps testing me right right and I just had to sit with it because obviously there is something there for me to overcome that's been a boomerang in my life. And it's not about necessarily this situation or person. It's just dressed differently every time it comes back into my life. Yes. And it's this boomerang that's been keep coming back that I also needed to overcome. Amazing. Um, and, yeah. uh, if you, and you will if you stay with it. If you, and you will if you stay with it. I sound like a broken record. And you will if you stay with it. You're going to see that it's all just a thought. And that it's an empty thought traveling by your forehead inside of you. It's not even outside of you. It's in here traveling. But you connect the emotions to it the moment you identify with the thought. 
if you didn't ever identify with the thought, it would just be an empty thought traveling by. It's like when a young lady was saying that, they say you sound like Jesse. They heard somebody else say that, and they had that person on the pedestal, and now they're saying it. They have caught on to another thought. And, they, and all they've done is stop sounding like Jesse, and now they sound like this other person, right? But they don't see it because they had this thought of this person that made their God, and it became emotional to them, and they're looking at still staying in the same hell. But it's just an empty thought if you don't build anything around the thought. If you don't build anything, the emotion cannot confirm the thought. And if the emotion cannot confirm the thought, the thought has nothing to hold on to. Mm. Yeah. It would be like you standing at a party at the wall hoping somebody come and ask you for a dance. And some ugly guy walked by and you're like, oh, I don't want to dance with that. You don't want to dance with him, right? So you just let him pass. And then some good looking guy come by, you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I want to dance with him. The thought and emotion is now, are now prompting you to want to dance with this person. But let's say that person passed you by. Now you're like, I don't want to dance with you anyway. He danced with the other. He's not that attractive. You start judging that person because the thought tell you, well, he thinks he's better than you or something, right? But if you didn't build anything around the thought, neither guy would bother. It would just be two guys walking by yeah. with no meaning. If you can see that, you can be free right now. It's just a thought. And then you, once you hook that feeling up to it, the thought by believing it, now you blame the world for making you feel that way. You blame this. You feel like, oh, God, help me. I thought I was free. Because you, the pain, you feel the pain in the body, but it's not your pain. And sometimes the pain is so hard, it feels like it's your pain. Because you do feel the pain, but it's not your pain. Because now you've identified with the thought, and you're now identified with the pain, whether so-called good pain or bad pain. But it's just a thought. That's why I say just watch the thoughts. Have no relationship with the thoughts. It's just a thought. And you're on your way, and it's a life job, lifetime job. And just work on it, and you will be able to go to a party if you want to and have so much fun. But you won't identify with the fun. When the fun is over, you're going to get in your car and go home, and you're still at peace. And you don't feel like you got to call somebody on your way home because you want to keep the party going. You won't get a sense of identity from it. And if a guy hit on you, it'll just be a guy hit on you. And if you want to go to dinner, okay, let's go to dinner. But it won't be like, oh, I hope I get this one. He got a lot of money. Or this or that, right? You won't put on a front. You'll just be yourself. You'll enjoy the dinner. You'll enjoy the date. And it'll just be that. It won't be a big deal. If he call again, fine. If he doesn't, fine. I was talking to a man over yonder, way over there. And he was saying that he's, you know, he's waking up. He's starting to see dating differently. And he be seeing all these pretty girls around, pretty ladies. And, and he want to talk to them. And he see that the girls want to talk to him too. But when he think about it, it just feel like too much work. He's like, I just know how this is going to turn out. So he doesn't bother with it, right? 
And then he would tell me that one day he saw this girl and they were looking at each other and they start talking. And all of a sudden he started lying to the girl. He like, I lied. And I'm like, why am I lying? I don't care if I get this girl or not, he said. But he found himself lying and he couldn't believe it. It was so funny. But, and that's what it's all about. Seeing what's going on inside of you. And seeing that it's not you. And you'll be, you will have paradise right here on earth. It will be amazing. And it's going to be fun working on you. It will become, because the more you get, the more you want. I feel like I've been having a lot of fun with it because it's just, you know, that's the purpose of life, getting to know yourself. Yes. Um, and, and I've just also been observing, you know, to not have any expectations from anyone because I feel yes. like that's also something that creates pain, like from whoever it, it is. Does. It feels like every time I meet someone, it's almost like I'm meeting them for the first time again because there is no expectations how what this person is going to give me or act, right on. even if we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah. Because that's also a sense of like attachment and identifying with it. And that's, I've taken, yeah, I'm still overcoming that, but I can really see it, how I have expectations on whoever it is. Amazing. And like every time it has to be like meeting this person almost for the first time again, and that there is no expectations whatsoever. Nice. Stay with it, yeah. stay with it. This is why most people won't make it. Most people are not even willing to get to where you are right now because they, they don't, first of all, they don't feel like working on themselves. Secondly, they don't want to really give up the world. Thirdly, it just takes too much time to work on yourself, they say. You know, they don't want to, most people don't do the silent prayer every morning, every night. They don't want to work on themselves. They want to quit fits. They want it now. If it doesn't go the way their mindset said that it should go, they're, they're done with it. They're back in their hell. And going back to hell is real bad. It's worse than leaving hell. Going back into it is devastating. But stay with it. Stay with it. Stay, I don't care what. Stay with it. You're on your way. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Stay with it. Uh, just to add to that, and then I also have a question. Um, in the beginning, when I had that sense of, like, what is the point? What is the purpose of my life? Oh, yeah, let me just respond to that. There's one purpose in life, and that is to overcome the fallen state. That's the purpose of life. To come out of your hell. It's been made so you can come out of your hell. And when you come out of your hell, life will happen on its own. It will happen. Forget about, oh, what my purpose is life. Did you know that the devil give you purposes in life? The devil is the one that tells you you need a purpose in life. That's not coming from God. And the world tells you, what's your purpose in life? And the devil tells you when you're in that mindset, of, he's like, you don't even have a purpose in life. What's your reason for living? You don't know what you want. And now you walk around looking like a dumb person looking for a purpose. And doesn't that sound dumb? You go to college and pay money, buku money, to find a purpose, and then you find out that the professionals hate the Jews. <laughs> and you're in debt. 
And when God said, don't look for your purpose, he said, your purpose will find you. And that is so true. But the world and the devil says to look for a purpose, and people go out looking for a purpose. You don't even do what God says to do, but you, do, you would do what the devil says do. The devil is the one that has you looking for a purpose. And if you don't find it, he's not going to let you find it. You don't feel like anything. Life ain't worth living. And then if you do find a job that you like doing, he's going to tell you, this ain't your purpose. It's just a job. And you still have problems. Amazing. But yes, go ahead. Um, just like the questions of what is my purpose? What's the point of going to this party? What's the point of my job? All of those questions. I also found that it was a very hopeless, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. Right. But it was a very hopeless way of approaching life. Speak up a little bit. It's a very hopeless way of approaching life and and uh, that's not the message of Jesus. Right. Like his message is one of hope and it is love and it is faith. And, you know, like uh, the concept that, you know, the devil is, is uh, in your thoughts and speaking like these hopeless thoughts. I think that is something that I really had to be aware of, which brings me to the question that I have. Um, excuse me, so dry. The air is dry. No, no problem. Um, the question I have is um, if different spirits can take over us, right? Like there's like the Jezebel spirit or like when you drink alcohol, maybe like a different spirit takes over or like an evil spirit or like the people that you talk to at the party, it feels like this person has been hijacked by another spirit and they're just talking and talking. Then do you believe that like we can also have the spirit of Jesus? Is that is that the purpose? I mean... Clearly, you said a different purpose, but is that also... You speak low, I can't hear you. Is it... Can you hear her? No. She's right next to you, Katie. Really? I feel like I'm I saw yelling. Her doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Maybe I just have a smaller, like, lung... You know, it's biology, right? <laughs> well, you know, some people, some people are trumpets, and some people are flutes. Maybe I'm a flute. <laughs> You're a trumpet? Okay. <laughs> Pretend, um, <clears throat> pretend I'm your boyfriend and I just tick you off. You know, honestly, what I would... There I would you go. I, <laughs> I would shut down. That's what would happen. I would shut down uh, and I would just like... I, yeah, I'm not very good at those yelling. So and, you say Jesus is about hope? Um, yes, that's like the first part. But the question that I have is, if different spirits can take over us, then can we also ask for the spirit of Jesus to come into our hearts? You can ask. Or I'm asking if we can. Oh, if you can't ask the spirit of Jesus yeah. to come into your life? Right. No. Why? Because Jesus' spirit is God's spirit. So, if we, so then if we ask for the spirit of God to take over... As a matter of fact, if you want to ask, you can ask, but you don't have to ask because he's already in your life. You're asking for something that you, don't, that you already have, but you just don't know it because you have identified with the spirit of Satan in your mind. But I, th I thought we were supposed to ask, right? Ask and it will be given. Like you so, It's okay to ask if you want to ask, but don't trip out on it.
Like I asked God to let me see myself 30 some years ago, right? right? And that's when things started to open up. But I didn't know what I was asking. I didn't ask like, oh God, that's so beautiful, help me. Let me see myself. Right, But I yes. wasn't pitiful with it. <laughs> I didn't want to see myself. I didn't know myself. Uh, and as for, oh, oh, I almost don't want to ask it, but I will. You said Jesus is about hope. Well, Satan makes you feel hopeless, right? You did say that, right? I believe so. Mm. Restate it so if you remember what you said. The, the message of Jesus is one of hope. Oh, yeah. The message of Jesus is hope. Okay, I understand now. Everybody, everybody agree with that? The message of Jesus is one of hope? I'm sorry? I do. I do. Who don't agree with it? Oh, okay. So everybody agree with it? I don't know, you don't agree with it, Joe? I see minds running crazy right now. <laughs> Your thoughts are going nuts. I can feel it in the room. You don't agree, believe Jesus' message was a message of hope? Yeah, well, partially because um, I feel like hope tends to also be an expectation. And you wait and wait and wait, and when you don't get it, it just messes you up. So it's hard for me to latch on to the hope thing. And I did before, like the hope, just the hope in general. But it always kind of set me up to let me down, type of thing. Oh, so, okay. yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I believe in hope in that way. So you don't believe Jesus' message is a message of hope in that way? I just I believe that it is a message of salvation, and my belief isn't like hoping it's salvation. It's just believing and knowing it's salvation. But when I have hope for things in my life, they've only just set like an expectation, and then they always just set me up to be disappointed. So I don't think hope. But you believe it's a message is a message of salvation. Do I believe Jesus' message is... Did you just say that? I, I don't want to put words in my... Uh, well, just to make the point that she was saying, the hope and salvation, yeah. But the hope part, I'm just not sure I believe in. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you believe in salvation? Right. You just don't put the hope in salvation? Right. Okay. Right. I believe that salvation... I don't have, I don't have hope for salvation to be... A thing, or I'm going to hope to be saved. Oh, I, I got just you. believe that you I just will be. believe you'll be saved, but you ain't hoping for it. Right. Okay. <laughs> what? Why like are you looking at laughing? I feel like you were setting me up with a joke at that point. What? <laughs> no. Um, um, Jesus' message is not about a message of hope. Jesus' message is a message of freedom, perfect peace. He wants us to know that we're already free. He wants us to know that we're neither sinner nor saint. We have never done wrong. We can't do wrong. He wants us to know that he's brought us back. And there's no reason to uh, worry or doubt or have fear and all this unnecessary pain and thought that you're having. And that there's no need to look outside for anything is already with you. It's done. And your only requirement is to live. Nothing else is required of you. To stay present and live. Stay with God and live. All this other stuff you don't need. 
It's already done. You're already free. And which lead me to my, uh, I gave an assignment this week, right? Did I give out an assignment? That was two weeks ago? Did you see that right here? Two I weeks ago? The one that I'm thinking about was two weeks ago. But I didn't get one for this week. I don't think so. Okay, and you say no to? Yes. Right here. I want this on mic. <laughs> you say no? Oh, now she's guessing. Come out of your head. Okay. <laughs> I see your eyes doing there. I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm supposed to be the A student. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't remember. You don't I, remember? I thought it was a no. Oh, okay. Uh, who was here last Sunday? Who else? Oh, Alessia scaredly raised her hand. Did you do the assignment for last no, week? I don't, I don't know what it is. Wow. So that means you didn't do it. You asked who was here. I raised my hand. I was Were here. you here last week? Oh, you were not here. Um, Raymond, you were here last week, right? I was. Uh, Did you do the assignment? What's the assignment has anything to do with how you see yourself? You didn't do the assignment. Oh, but now you're looking silly. <laughs> So, did you do the assignment? The only assignment I did was sitting with the biblical question. You did the wrong assignment. No, I'm playing. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. Remember I asked, I said for one week, um, um, you should want to know what can I understand about this situation? Not what I could get from it, but what can I understand from it? Remember me saying that? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and none of y'all said, so we might well move on. We'll use that assignment for next week. All right? Did anyone do it? You did it, Joel? Well, not for the sake of the assignment, no. What? I didn't do it consider with the assignment in mind, no. Did you do it at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I understood that at any point when you have an agenda, you, you are going to lie. Whenever you have an expectation or agenda of anything, you're going to lie. And um, it's because I found this, you want something from it. So when you don't get it, you're trying to like do whatever you can to like, right. get it, and you just end up lying. And that what you understood from the situation? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Did you do it, Francisco? No. No, let's speak into the mic. No. Is it on? I can't hear him. Yeah, it is. No. Francisco didn't do it either. How about you, Uncle Baby? No. I'm sorry? I didn't. Your show is canceled for a week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you do a shot? No, I, I forgot that you had mentioned that last week. I could be. I'm looking for a new producer. <laughs> How y'all working on yourself? You're not going to follow the instruction. I worked on myself. Uh-huh. Not with that. the wrong thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my assignment. That should be happening anyway. Right. Right. That's true. What I a mess. He would be in. So what now? I take accountability. Yeah. Can you repeat the assignment? 
the assignment was for one week, instead of trying to figure out what you can get from a situation, see what you can understand from this situation. Whatever situation happened in your life, don't ask what can I get from it. What can I understand from it? Because understanding comes from God. It comes from God. So in, in your ego, all we want to get something. But understanding comes from God. What can I understand from it? Yes. Did you have an assignment two weeks ago where you said uh, for two weeks, don't blame anybody for anything? Uh, and after so long, I forgot. We're talking about now. <laughs> 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 so listen, um, the biblical question. Did you do the did you think about the biblical question this week, Miss Two Weeks ago? The question. And thank you for helping with the decoration. Oh, you, you, you had a lesson did an amazing job. I did, but I, did, it just really, I just literally forgot right now. <laughs> but I did. I know if you remind I, me with the biblical question. I did what? The biblical question. But you forgot. I forgot right now. How I did if I forgot. <laughs> that you've been drinking this morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, one of those fentanyls on you? No, no. <laughs> I did it, but I forgot to, when it was. I've been thinking about it all week, and it just slipped my mind that we're talking about last week and two weeks ago. Uh-oh, you were talking about that. I'm trying to stay in the present. Uh, I'll, come, <laughs> I'll come back to you when you remember. All right. I remember it. You remember? You just found it on your computer. <laughs> no, I was typing the assignment. Oh. I was typing the assignment. <laughs> oh. Okay. So what was the assignment for this? Uh, I it mean, was, the biblical question. Our, it, it was... Um, I, I really do know it because I've asked this question multiple times. Do you go to God with fear and trembling? You're close. That's right. Yes. Yeah. What does it mean to go to God in fear and trembling? What does it mean to go to God? Anybody here ever went to God in fear and trembling? Over there, right there, the shades here. You have your hand? Okay. Did I see your hand? Yeah, not the mic. Yeah, I just want to. I saw your hand, right? Yes. Okay. I saw your hand. Did I see yours? <laughs> you went to God. You got to God in fear and trembling. Did I see your hand? Right. Okay. What does it mean to go to God in fear and trembling? You've done a, that, right? The, well, no. This is a, actually a question I've asked oh. myself multiple times. This is the first time I've had a question from you that I've actually asked years and years ago. And I have never gotten a response that makes any sense to me. And when I think about that question, I still don't understand what it means. Well, okay, I'll tell you what I think it could mean. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, what does it mean to go to God in fear and trembling? When I think about it, I put my dad in that question. And would I go to my dad in fear and trembling? Never. Would I do that? So that quest, that that scripture never made sense to me. So I can only believe, in in pondering it this past week, that it could mean to go to him in reverence, like in, in reverence. And you know, I've seen these T-shirts and things that say "Jesus is my home boy" and things like that. I don't <laughs> think that's 
to me, I don't feel comfortable into engaging with Jesus or God like that familiar, like right. where we're like, you're my boy. But so I believe we go to him as children. We'll go to their biological father, but with a, a degree of respect. And, and, and I think maybe the fear and trembling means, re, means respect. Positive. And how do you go to him with respect and reverence? Reverent. Well, Reverent? Yeah. what is that? Reverence. Well, respect or uh, respect is and, just a. And, and how do you redundant. know you're going to him in respect? How do you do that? Let me. See. Well, I don't know. Let me think. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. I don't know that I ever have. Maybe in prayer. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Jesse. Oh, okay. I don't think I've gone to him, in. I don't think I've gone to him except to pray when I was praying in the wrong way. Right. I was probably thinking I was going to him. So you never gone to him in fear and trembling. No. To God. I've, I've never done that. Not in the. Have in you the, gone to him? By definition. Of have you gone to him in respect? Did, would you call prayer going to him? Have you gone to him in respect? Respect. Maybe if I I believe that I don't know the answers. I don't, I don't know to be honest with you, oh, but okay. I believe that if I'm talking about going to him through prayer, then I would say I've gone to him with you know, with respect, with humility. And how do you go through to him in prayer? Well, I don't pray that way anymore. But when, when you were praying to him, you like I would ask him for things. Dear God, would you please give me that Lexus? You know, things like that. <laughs> and I so you it. were going to him in prayer when you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to him, but I was very respectful, like as respectful as I would be with my own dad. Dad, hey, I saw this thing, you know, when I was little asking him for things. Can I, would you get this for me? You so know. you were going to Jesus in prayer begging and you thought you were being respectful? Precisely. <laughs> yes. Nice. I was doing it completely incorrectly. Okay. The young lady in the black want to respond. How do you, um, have you ever gone to God in fear and trembling? I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't know. Have you ever thought you were doing it at any point? I do. You did? I did. And what, was the, what were the steps where you thought you were doing it? Um, I think my life was taking a certain trajectory and it became dangerous for me. And so I came to him and just kind of said, I will give you everything if you can just show me the way. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to be that person or whatever. Um, and so I think that was the, the, the part or the, the place in which um, there was a desperation to it. Yeah. Um, there was a kind of a you give me something, I'll give you everything kind of thing. Um, and what did you have to give? I don't know, my heart. Your heart? You thought he wanted your heart. I mean, 
from, I mean, it's not out of the realm of what a lot of people think. I don't, no, I don't think I that. No, I totally know. I used to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. I used to tell God, you know what, God, if you help me, I give you everything. Mm -hmm. I'll be all in. And as well, and soon I think, as he helped me, I forgot. Well, and I think that, and I don't think that those things are really defined because I think that, you know, in, in that moment, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stop listening to this kind of music, and I'm going to stop right. going to these kinds of places, and I'm going to yeah. stop saying these kinds of words, and I'm going to stop hanging out with these kinds of people. That in and of itself is kind of what I was talking about in terms of I will give you everything, I will put you at the center, and if you, if, if I don't think that you would approve of those things, I will remove them from my life. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, like a contract that you, you know, kind of <laughs> enter in. In, yeah. Um, hoping that you know he will kind of intercede in eliminating or at least stopping. Because again, there was a catalyst to it. It wasn't like I was just like walking down the street and I was like, nah, you know what I mean? It's kind of windy today. I kind of want God in involved in all of this. No, it was something happened, and I said, I don't want this to continue. Please, Lord, yeah. I'll partner with you. Please help me to let this subside or to to go away. And did that work out for you? Not at all. Not at all. It actually made it worse. Right. Because I don't know you, how, but it did. You praying to the devil. You're making an agreement, a contract with the devil. That's why. Yeah. You just didn't know it at the time, but you were making a contract with the devil. That's why it didn't work or it got worse. Amazing, huh? Yeah. What a mess. Sometimes I just don't like coming here. <laughs> I just don't like coming here. Why not? Because, I mean, like I said, I don't know about everybody else, but this is hard for me. It is? This is hard for me. And what's hard about it? I don't know. I don't know. Like when I do the silent prayer, like emotions come up. I know I'm not supposed to be attached to these emotions, but I feel the pain right. all the time. But it's crazy because I, I, I feel the pain when I'm not doing the silent prayer. That's right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know about everybody else. Everybody else I can't be concerned about, but I am. This is hard. This is really hard for me. And, and you heard the young lady who said how difficult it is for her, too. Yeah. But she's going to stay with it. And now she, got some, she has some understanding that it's the thought and the feeling in the body is not her. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm really attached to something that was very, very painful. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm attached to something. Like, my whole identity is wrapped up in all of that. Yes. So Everybody I don't know identity. how to separate it, though. I don't. And then when I try to separate it, it becomes even more scary, you know? What, like, what is scary about it? I don't know. Like, the, the deeper I go, like, just the other day, I literally had this image of me just, like, taking stuff and just slamming it on the ground and kicking everything around. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? What and it's happening queen. inside of me. Like, I'm literally... Did you say I was crazy? I know. <laughs> I, no, I said, what a drama queen. <laughs> I guess so, you know? But it's crazy because I try really hard to keep <laughs> everything together. It's a, it's a lifetime, you know, it's a full-time job. And who was doing that when they wanted to tape things and slam it on the ground and carry on like that? Who was that? I know you keep 
help trying to help me see that but it, it see looks, what that it's not me but it looks just like me i could it almost feels like i could feel my arms <laughs> picking things up i could feel my feel what it feels like for my leg to kick something like i don't know i don't know i don't know who is the person that's crying right now me and so was it the same you that wanted to slam things on the ground absolutely and so why do you think that's you Because I'm all I know. But why do you think that's you? You, you? you just gave me two different personalities. One that wanted to slam things on the ground this week because it's just so hard. And now you give me another one that's crying. Which one is uh, you? Both. So you're a crier and a slammer? Yes. And what else are you? Whatever I you know, need to be or how I feel. So when you're feeling happy after you slam things down or thought about it, and then you cry for a while, now you, you're going to feel happy. Are you the happy person? I'm that too. You, you're a happy person. You're a slammer. Mm -hmm. You're a crier. You are fake at work with the, with the boss. You're, are you that person too? I am. <laughs> so can't you see you're none of those things? No. How, can you, how, how long will you identify with all these false identities? I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, to me, now I sound like I can't talk. I don't know who to be then. Like, yeah. Be, how about being nothing? I What's wrong with being nothing? Because look how many identities you have. You're a slammer, you're a crier, you're happier, you're fake at work with the boss trying to make, pretend hard so you get what you want. You all, how come that don't say to you, well, something must be wrong. I know I can't be all these. It's like the question she asked about all these different spirits. What is preventing you from seeing that you're none of those things? You cannot be all these different personalities and think that that's you. Yes, you can. In my mind, I think that you can. I think that every situation requires or calls you to show up in some way. And maybe it's just that I, I'm able to show up in different ways and but so you I don't know what you mean show up like whatever the situation calls for me to be that's who I'm gonna be so when the devil tell you to be a slammer you said this is I didn't slam anything no but think about it I'm just saying he, he had you wanting to do it yeah so what would it take for you to let go of all these identities I have no idea how about just relaxing and watching the thoughts, knowing that it's not you? Stop calling them you. What would happen then? I feel like that's a lie. That's a lie? I feel like it is. And where are these identities coming from? From my experiences. Like, it's like, so the person that I am today went through a series of experiences. That's why I... I'm able to be that. You know, if you go back to when I was younger, all those things didn't exist, but that's because I hadn't been through anything yet. Right. And so, who are you right now? I don't, I don't know how to answer that. You don't know who you are right now since you're talking? I mean, I could answer, I'm a female. I'm, <laughs> you know, five foot six. I, I don't know. I, but you're I, none of those things either. Okay. 
the only thing you're doing wrong right now, you have not seen that you're none of those things. You keep thinking that all this overreaction stuff that you're having is that is you when really all you're doing is acting. You're an actor, actress on a stage, and you're playing these different parts. But why would I do that? Most of the time, crying in front of people that I, I have no attachment to, that's not, that's not a, a great thing to be. Like, I'm not, you right. know what I mean? Like, I, but, I look stupid if, if you look at it like that. I look, you know what I mean? It, 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 it does have a, a, you know, a pitiful kind of attachment to it. So I know for sure that's not what I want to, see, want to be seen as. But again, that's what happens inside of me. The feelings are so strong for me. And that's why you cry because it's not necessarily how we're going to see you, even though that does play a part. Inwardly, you love the feeling of it. You love no, the thrill of crying. It's not true. Then you wouldn't do it if you didn't love that's it. That's not true. You, you wouldn't, even if you did it, you wouldn't identify with it. You wouldn't call it you. But you call it you so you can keep it alive so you can be a good actress on a stage. I'm not getting paid. Actresses get paid a lot. I don't. No, you get a lot. The thrill is worth the, more than the money. I don't. Okay. You and, could be right, but I, I don't. I don't see it like that. So what's the purpose of crying there? Because I feel it. Right. And the feeling is what? Painful. And you love, you love the? Let's start with a P. Pain. And you keep the pain alive by keeping the crying, the tears coming. If you didn't identify with it, the tears were in. Because it would have nothing to build a life from. You would give it no life. I guess I just don't see my life without the pain then. So what? I don't see my life without the pain. I don't know how to let go of it. And You're Jesus, right. You're right. I mean, honestly, I can say that that's probably the cat. Like, that's, that's where it starts. That's every human being problem. That's but why I, we have hell on earth. I mean, but... I guess for me, I'm just like, okay, I understand the, tr the, the really traumatic experience that happened that I can't let go of. But to me, I'm just like, it feels so terrible because it, to me, it feels like the person that did it to me is off the hook. It's off the hook? Yeah, like they get, they get to just have, you know, done all of those things without any consequence. Why do you need for them to I have consequences? I don't know. That's I another know. thrill for you. Probably. Yeah, revenge is another thrill. Is another actress on the stage wanting another thrill. Probably. Oh, I just feel so much better than this person because I'm taking out revenge. I'm better than this person that did that to me. Uh, I'm gonna get revenge, and all you're doing is destroying yourself. But you make it sound like like I'm just sitting in the moment, like this is the only thing that I, you know, like I'm sitting back in this diabolical state, thinking like like that. No, that that came from somewhere. Right. That and where came did it from come the from? The pain. The pain, and what this person did to and me. Where did the pain come from? What the person did to me. Uh uh. Okay. It came from the memory. You thought about it. Because you've been overreacting so much to it, you overreacted again, and while overreacting, the devil said, "That person get it all. You need. You never gonna be. How you can be free and let that person off? You you can't be free. That person needs to suffer, and he's keeping you, as the young lady was saying, in your own hell, in your own world.
it's all happening in you, in your world. Your body has healed from whatever happened, but your spirit has not because you keep listening to the devil about it. He keeps bringing it up, and it doesn't even exist anywhere. It's an illusion, and he keeps giving you an illusion. That's why I was telling the young lady, the devil has no power, somebody. The devil has no power, but he brings you memory about the past, which doesn't exist, and when you go into his path with him, you're living in hell. You're living something that doesn't even exist anymore. And the devil got you thinking, and God told you, didn't God say revenge is his? Yeah. So why are you thinking, even thinking about revenge? That person that did that to you, they were in hell. That's why they did it to you. They have the same pain you're having, even worse. I don't know what the situation was. But they have their own hell going on inside of them. They're already suffering for it. I mean, I know I, I know I bring this every time I come in here. That's why I try really hard to just be quiet. No, you don't, you don't come here to be quiet. Yes, you I come do. here to fell it, to get it out. Don't let the devil rob that from you either. You're doing the right thing, getting it out. And you're not pretending that you're all holy, walking on water, and trying to be like Joel. <laughs> 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 Sounded like Joel. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the right thing. You're working on you. And don't let any, don't let the devil stop it or any human being. You be you. You work on you. So you're in this hell, mm -hmm. your own body, listening to the devil. And he has you thinking about stuff that doesn't even exist anymore. And he has you convinced that it's you. Yeah, I guess that concept, I'm just, uh, I, I, it's, it's, I, I haven't grasped it yet, that it's not me. Are you doing the silent prayer? Every, every morning and every night. And are you watching these thoughts? I think I'm watching them, and I'm trying really hard to not try to control them. Yeah, don't do anything about it. Just watch them. And if you do fall into the pain, and you will for a while because you, you truly believe it's you, just know this is not me. I feel the pain in my body, but I know it's not me. You didn't have to say it. And then just let it be and go on do your practical day and, and, and don't give up. You'll get, you'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Do not give up. Thank you. And don't let the devil ever tell you or anyone that, oh, you, you cry too much at church. He doesn't want to set you free. I know it's the devil in you crying. When you sit there crying, I know you're acting. I'm like, look at her. I'm sitting here thinking, she, she might get the Academy Award no, no, no. this Sunday. No. <laughs> and so, but no, I, I know. I, I know what's going on. And I want you to know what's going on. Stay with it. But stop calling it you. You're not all these different personalities. I, I get it. But what I'm, uh, uh, what I'm also referring to every time that I feel it is that the, the trauma that you kind of get trapped in. Because the, I, I know you say that the pain, this is not even taking place anymore. But at the same time, like that moment when those things happen, you change. You're not the same as you were before those things happened. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's power in that. There's a change. Before those things happened, I was a different person than after the things happened. I understand. How many people understand that? Good. Do you understand it in the black? 
You weren't paying attention? I was not. <laughs> Are you still in El Salvador? No. Come back to L.A., babe. <laughs> I can't wait to see you over here still partying. I'm sorry, I did not listen. That, that literally well, we got one in here don't care about your pain. <laughs> <laughs> that literally, that last little conversation, I did not listen to that. I'm so sorry. You're laughing good about her. <laughs> uh, who, uh, who heard her? Oh, nice. I saw your hand earlier, so you want to go ahead. But I need you to speak up and okay. pretend I'm your boyfriend. Okay. And I did. Well, as she was speaking, I was thinking about how, See like. Yeah, every time I um, tell her, she speak up. You know how they say that colors are, like, a, the, like yellow is the absence of, um, the absence of yellow, right? Is, I don't know, is anyone else really yeah, sciencey? It's the light that it hits it, and the only thing that it doesn't. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, that, that is, like, how light works. So, if, if light is bouncing off and hitting that, uh, the black canvas, right? So every color besides the color black is being absorbed into it, and then black is the only thing being come out. Same with every other color, yellow, green, blue, red, purple. Right. I'm so glad I have the mic, and I'm never going to let it go. No, you got <laughs> Hold on, man. I want to finish this first. I come to you. What the? But <laughs> I, I will get to you. Nice. Yes. But I loved everything you were saying because it's like we're we're so identified with you know our pain and our yes. our story like we have the story i have one too you know and and i don't know if i have everybody has a story but i don't want to i, I know you it. don't that's why you're like, here i didn't think like when i was a kid like oh i want to have this terrible like i was pissed i was very very mad that's for a the long, problem long time that's the problem I I'm, I get it. I'm All the time you've been judging. Because I'm not that person. You know right. what I mean? Like I, I, I wish that the, the things never even happened. I wish that they never happened. I didn't need a story. I was fine. I wasn't looking for something. I didn't come from this terrible, you know, background. And I just, oh my God, I, I didn't know who I was. No, I was fine. I had a, you know, I was two feet on the ground, things made sense, everything in my life was moving in a certain trajectory. I wasn't, didn't need any of this. Right, so. none of us did. But we did, we have it because we were born through the flesh. That's why we have it. But we don't have it, yet we have it, and we don't have it. <laughs> stay with it. Got it. Stay, I don't care what happened, stay with it, stay with you, on your way. And I'm gonna tell you why in a minute. Got it. Okay. Yes. Um, I just wanted to add, and this is, I'm just speaking for myself, but I used to blame my, my parents for a lot of things, and then I realized that if I was going to give them that much power over my life, that I also had to give them all the glory in my life. But when you're blaming your parents, won't you forgive your parents? You, in reality, if you blame somebody else, you're really not blaming anyone else. That's another game they're playing on you. When the devil is telling you it's not your fault, it's somebody else's fault. Exactly. And so you're worshiping the devil when you do that. Yes. Every time you blame somebody else, you're worshiping the devil. You really are. I, I agree with that. I guess the point I'm trying to make is, like, if I was going to blame them for everything that happened to my life, and yet 
in that moment, like I'm, I'm very blessed. I live in the greatest country in the world. The greatest. Which country you live in? The country of Los Angeles. You live in the United States. Exactly. I thought you said you live in the greatest country. In the greatest country in the world. Where is that? The United States. Where? Right here. Oh, I know. Even nice. with all the craziness in LA, I do believe this is the greatest country. Right on. It is, um, I think. And so I don't even really though. Think, but okay. Well, even though, if, so if I was going to. It sounds to, so good to say that we live in the greatest country in the world with all the catching hell. <laughs> over I mean, in. Uh, it's my opinion, I guess. Over in San Fernando Valley and all that area up in there somewhere. Home robbery is out of control. They show a little mark in Silmar. They show a little mark in, on a map of the homes that have been robbed. Some of the homes twice. And some of them with the family there. It looked like the whole town been robbed. And it's something. And yet we live in the greatest country in the world. What a mess, huh? But I, mess. I understand your point. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I just want to finish and say that if I was going to blame them for everything, that I also had to give them the glory, like the credit, because that, it brought me to my current life. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because of the trauma they gave you. It made me, I mean, it. It, it made you want to overcome the trauma or look for something better. Well, and, and learn how to forgive it. Oh, okay. And to love, you know. Yeah. Love our relationship. Right on. Your favorite word. Amazing. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm sorry to be concerned. Did you have something you wanted to say to me? You wanted to halt the mic? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You had a question or a comment? Uh, uh, so I live in Silmar. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you robbing the houses? No, 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 no. Oh. But I haven't noticed. It's the most... Did you live in Silmar? I just got to Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're close. Uh... I love that place, man. It's nice. It's so nice. People are riding their horses. And one time, my bird flew into my neighbor's backyard. And I'm going to keep this really quick. I jumped in his backyard. And then like 10 minutes later, there was helicopters. And the cops came and arrested me. And my neighbor came out and said, <laughs> oh, it's just Mike. It's our neighbor. And then he let me go. Right on. Um, it looks like a beautiful area. I've been out so there nice. before. It really is a very nice area. It's easy to paint it. Like, if I were not to speak on Silmar, probably you guys would think, you wouldn't even think probably at all even about it, but Silmar's a terrible place. But there's worse places than Silmar, and it's not about the place. There's robbery everywhere. I lived yeah, in Vegas. That's there, all you know? But I would advise you not to be jumping in people's yard right now, because you look yeah. like the Abba, Abba guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, so close, don't, I'm close to them. If your bird, <laughs> if your bird go over the fence, you let it stay. Go around front and rain the door. No, I'll jump in anyone's fence. I'll I'll jump over the gates to heaven to get my bird back, and then I'll come back and tell God I'm sorry that I did that. <laughs> I wouldn't take that risk right now about you, but I understand. No, I understand. Amazing. That's my luck. My luck has always held out for me. Also, with with you, like you're talking, I'm sitting next to you. I'm absorbing everything. Uh, in life, in my life at least, they're, 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 I guess it's everybody, but I don't think that deep into it because if I do, then I become like everybody else and I don't want to become like everybody else. I'm so yeah. with my uniqueness. I love it. Uh, when, you, when you go through something that you can never unsee that and you try to unsee mm. it, 
it will, it will never work, you know? I'm not trying to give you advice because I'm, I'm probably younger than you, but... Uh, Make a long story short because just, of time. Just, just, just for the forgiveness message that you have, that Jesus has, that God has, that yeah. that message, forgiveness, is really the key to... to you're, you're, always you're saying you're trying to let go, let go. Don't let go. Don't try to lose it and disappear, hide it under this rug. It'll never be gone. But if you forgive it, you'll notice that it, it's not attached to you, for real. It's not attached to you. It's not you. It's not... Unless you want it to be, you know, because then it really is. Then you'll keep making the same mistakes. And That's an interesting worse. point. Let and me ask real fast, then I got to move on. It's almost 4.30. The young lady. Have you, for whomever that you still, give it to her. Whomever that you still mad at about whatever they did, have you forgiven them? I thought I did. And why did you think you had? Because I, I started to feel sorry for the person instead of being mad. But feeling sorry is not forgiveness. True. So you haven't forgiven them. Do you think that if they could have done differently, they would not have done that to you? I have no idea. Do you see the things that are driving you, right, with all these different feelings and ways? Mm -hmm. You see that something else driving you, right? Yeah. Same thing with him or her, whomever it was. Something else is driving them or was driving them when they did. It wasn't them. So how do I stop crying, though? Like, how come every time you even bring this stuff up, I'm like, it's crazy. Like, because how do I you stop? Because have, you have not forgiven, so you keep remembering. When you truly forgive, you will forget. You will forget when you truly forgive. Do you think God remember your sins, your wrongdoings? No. Well, why would you remember others if he doesn't remember yours? That's true. I'm sorry? I said that's true. So forgive so you can forget. Okay. No matter what, how bad it was, or how bad it was. It was bad. Yeah, but, but forgive so you'll be free of that. Okay. And if that person, whatever, is, is in the cars for them, it, they'll get whatever it is. As actually he has. I mean, See? his life is terrible right now. And you now. should be wishing him well and not even wishing him revenge. I've, I've come to that place now. But when I was deep, knee deep in it, you couldn't yeah. tell me that. Right. I understand. Yeah. No, I totally understand it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let me just tell you this about uh, what does it mean to go to God and fear trembling? What I hope that y'all realize out there and here is that you have built an illusionary world around you. From the moment you popped out of your mama's womb and they started teaching you and training you how to act, how to think, how to be, what's good and bad. It's like the table is you, right? You built another world around this table but it's a false world, it's an illusion world, and it's, the, it's a fake world that keeps you connected with the world outside of you. And you're living from that world and not this world, the real you. you. You think that you're good, you think you're bad, you think that you're angry, you think you're evil, you think you're a sinner, you think you're a saint, you think you're a drug addict, you think you're whatever you think, identity you have. You're not living from here, 
You're living from this fake world that you have built around the real you. And you have gotten such an identity from that, it's hard for somebody to tell you that that's not you. Because if you let a little bit of it go, it leaves an empty space. And in that empty space, you don't feel like anything. You can't identify with anything. Well, who am I? I don't feel any kind of way right now. I, I, and so you run back into this false world just to get a feeling, just to get some type of feeling, an angry feeling, a sad feeling, or depressed feeling, a revengeful feeling, a judgmental feeling, or whatever feeling. And now you feel alive again, but you can't find peace in this false feeling of alive again. You're living an illusion. You're none of those things at all. Zero. You're neither white nor black, nor brown, nor male, nor female, nor rich, nor poor, not happy, nor sad. None of those things. Zero. You're not your reputation. You're not the things that people say about you or what you think about yourself. It's all an illusion that you have built around you all your life due to the traumas that's been put upon you. And no one ever told you along the way, hey, cut it out. Stop being mad. That's not you. Stop overreacting. You're building a false house over your real house. And you're living in that false house. And you think getting married married going to solve the problem. You think having children going to solve the problem. You think whatever you think. Gonna, and it's not because you're living an illusion. And that illusion is in the imagination. Satan made a promise that he's going to pretend to be God. And he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And that's what he's doing. There's no such thing as racism and sexism. No isms. And all these wars that are happening uh, uh, is coming from this false illusion about one another in the same way your war is happening in you. It ain't about love. It ain't about anyone but this false illusion. So the truth is giving you a chance to overcome, break down, destroy this false house that you live in. This house of your imagination and emotion, which is not yours. The truth says, stop reacting to it. It's not you. And so, but what happened is, when you get in the, when you come into the light of the truth, which is God, you tremble. There's a reaction inside of you. A reaction of fear, of loss, of loneliness, or whatever, right? And you don't know that you are coming into the light of the Father, and that thing is trembling in the light. But you think it's you trembling. You think it's you that's having the pain or fear or feel like throwing things down or judging somebody else. It's not you. And so you, you're having these feelings, but you don't know these feelings are coming from the evil spirit that hate the light of God. And, and so what you do, you turn around from God, you turn away from the light and you stay in your dark world. And then you go read the Bible, you go out to lunch, you do something to try to build that world back to have a feeling. What it means to go to God in fear and trembling is when you are afraid, when you're lonely, when you're scared, when you can hardly move, when you just can hardly breathe, 
you go into that light anyway. You walk in fear. You walk to that light in worry. You go to God in helplessness because you're not going to be able to be strong right now. So you go into that knowing that you're afraid. You go to it rather than running away from it. So that, because that's not you, those vibrations that you're having, those thrills that you're getting, those are the thrills of the devil. And the devil is afraid of the light. The light, don't even think about the devil. It has no thought about the devil at all. As you will no longer have thoughts once you go to the Father in fear and trembling. And it's not you that's going to the Father in fear and trembling. It's the spirit of the devil. You're already with the Father. But this illusion doesn't want to go to the Father. And it makes make you think it's you and keep you from going to the light so it'll be destroyed, taken away from you. You are possessed. And all these vibrations and feeling and feeling you have are not yours. Let it happen. Let's say that I said something really bad about you right now. And, and, and right away you get ticked. And the devil said, don't ever go back to that mean. And, and look how the people looking at you. The people think you're so glamorous and intellectual and blah, 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 right? And Jesse just made you look like an idiot. And, 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 and now you get a vibration, a feeling from it. You get mad. You feel something. And instead of, uh, oh, you want to cuss me out. And you may not cuss me out, but you outside the door there, you bring everybody at the church around you. That just ain't no damn good. <laughs> Why am I following him? He just like, he, he just a human. I'm going back to, and then the other people go, yeah, child, I know what you mean. Those who are not rooted yet. But those who are rooted tell you, you know, go, go ahead on, I'm coming back. But instead of taking that pain and knowing that it's not you, even if you don't know it's not you, you take the pain anyway and let the light destroy it. You should welcome me doing that to you because it brings up the darkness inside of you so you can see that it's in you and the light will destroy it. But if you give it more light by blaming me or running away from it, then you're going to stay in this illusion of a false world. You're not going to God in fear and trembling. The thing that's going to God in fear and trembling is not you. It's the devil that's in you, and you think that is you. And that's what it means to go to God in fear and trembling. You should, you, if somebody's about to destroy your reputation, and you're like, you're scared that they're going to destroy you and you run from them, that's a big mistake. You run to them and let them say whatever they want, whatever they want to call you. If a thousand people join forces with them and they're all against you and you're standing there fear and trembling because they mess up your reputation, fear and trembling, you're standing before God. And it's not you, but it's the spirit of evil that's standing before God. And God will destroy this thing that made a home in you. God will tear down that fake house you built inside of yourself. It's not you going to fear and trembling. It's that false you. Start, if somebody talk about you, you feel bad? Fine. Feel bad. Count it all joy when you're feeling the pain, tribulations, work is patient in your life. It destroys it. Don't be mad if somebody laugh at you. 
it's not you they're laughing at. It's just you, false you that you've identified with. So don't run away from challenges. Don't run away from fear. Run to fear. All the way through it. And on the other side, you're free. And the spirit of evil will be taken away from you. In reality, you will see the real you. And it's paradise. That makes sense a little bit? Yes, right here, right here, and she's with us now back from San Salvador. <laughs> that would have been a good trip. Yes. So in, so in going to God in fear and trembling, are you saying that we should, like the example you cited, uh, you're, you, you said something offensive to me, and I'm angry, but I'm not going to God. Am I just... Are you saying I'm sitting in the anger and just not responding to it and letting it pass and that is going to God? 100%. Okay. So don't do anything about it. See that it's there by being aware of it and do nothing and you're going to God in fear and trembling. And again, that's not you. It's the devil in the light and he's trembling and he has fear and he has doubt. He's scared of the light, but you think it's you because all your life you've been thinking that you are your thoughts and emotions, so you keep running from the light. And it's not you running from the light, it's the devil running from it. But you help keep it alive by calling it you. Okay, so is the silent prayer also going to God? And is that not the silent to this prayer? The silent prayer is causing you to calm down and let go so you can start to see what's going on, so you can stay present. Okay. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. In the black. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, a lot of the, the things that I hold on to, the reasons why I was so angry is because I felt like that person challenged who I was and changed who I was. So I get what you're saying about the whole reputation thing. Um, again, I think it's the same thing as when I first got here. I, I don't know who to be then. Be nothing. There's no one to be. Got it. You became a living being. All you have to do is be a living being. You don't have to be any of these things. And when that trauma happened, it didn't happen to you. It happened to your body, but not to you. And let's say that your parents had been on the right track, and that trauma happened, and you went and told them, this person did something to me, and blah, blah, blah. And they would say, you know what? That's evil. Don't react. Don't hate them. And that doesn't mean there would have been some type of action to take, but you would have done it in the light and in love rather than in the hate, and you would have walked away from there untouched. Okay. The one thing I want to say about untouched, this is so good. What you're going to start to realize when you overcome this fate you, as you were saying so clearly earlier, this is your world. Everything is happening inside. The outside world cannot touch you. The outside world can only touch you because you identify with the outside world. You believe what they say. You take, well, you have something to prove. You don't. You're trying to hold on to a fake self, and you don't. And the outside world is evil. Hell is on earth through people. The earth itself is not hell. It's the people who are hell. And they roam the earth just like the devil, trying to see who they can devour. And that's what the devil does in your mind. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. What do you think about that? Uh, 
Well, I agree. I mean, I, as a teenager growing up and doing all these like youth camps, there was one specific song that I really liked and it's in Spanish, but it literally talks about being a broken vessel, having to go through the fire and come out whole and new again and better. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You got to go through this. The fate you got to go through this. The real you, you're not going through anything. It's the fate you that need to go to God in fear and trembling. And you need to stop it by saying, this is me and I'm doing it. Did y'all figure out how, every time somebody opened their mouth, you could tell they lying already? Yeah. No, what is that? They move their lips. They move their lips? No, that's not it. Oh, What's that? said that. Huh? That's what you had said that. He lied. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who figured that out? You can tell how a person they lie. You you hate? Maybe. Just like I saw you. <laughs> Let me, and I'm gonna tell y'all this, and then we gotta end. It's so beautiful. Is this helping a little bit? Uh, of course. So listen, when they call you a name, when they talk about you, they try to hurt you, they try to take from you, and you feel something, let it happen. Go through it. Don't fight with it. Don't get mad. And stop calling anger you. You are not the anger. Stop picking, on new, picking up new identities. That's another false identity that's in you that's not you. You are free. All of your sins have been washed away. You're not a sinner. Stop calling yourself a sinner. That's another false identity. All you're doing is going from one identity to another. Don't call yourself good. Don't call yourself bad. It's just false identities. Does that make sense a little bit? You're not, be nothing. It's okay to be nothing. Then you're everything. You own the world. Yes, hey. Well, the seems like the way that you can tell when somebody's going into their head is... When they're lying. When... When they're going into their head. When they're going to the head? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, in, you can cut it, stuff kind of comes out sort of empty, sort of shallow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been having fun with hate this week. He's been lying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the studio doing the show the other day, and Hassan Haken. <laughs> And something happened, it was hate fault. And right away, he tried to blame Hassan. And then when we find out it was his fault, he started making up excuses. I'm like, well, what you doing? Be quiet. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was stretching on camera, and you're like, you're stretching oh, on, yeah. on the stream. <laughs> we were doing the show, he on, on TV doing this. No, you're doing this. I'm like, we're on the screen, man. What are you doing? And then you blame Hassan. I'm like, that's not Hassan's fault. I said, Hassan used to go to just you when you were talking. And then, and then you're like, you came up with that so fast that you could almost believe that as like a real, actual, making sense reason. When right. it doesn't make any sense. And, and just because Hassan used to be just on me with the camera, but now Hassan has both on the camera at the same time. He didn't tell Hassan, Hassan, turn me off, I'm about to stretch. Hassan, I didn't know he was about to stretch. 
and he made up excuse right away, <laughs> real fast. And what was funny is that I didn't think anything about that for like until the end of the show when you brought that up again and pointed it out. It was like so embarrassing <laughs> and like shameful when you brought it up because I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I didn't even realize that. I mean, I knew that it was kind of wrong or off about it, but I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill, all the way from Detroit, he come every year at the end of the year, sometimes twice a year, and Bill is here again. When you think about going to the Father in, in uh, fear and trembling? Uh, the way you explained it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, back in 2014, when my two felony counts were dismissed. Um, All black people are criminals. I went, and I, I, I went to God, which I thought was in fear and trembling, and uh, turned my life and will over to him. And I thought that's what I was doing. And I, now the way you say it makes a lot more sense. It's amazing to me, Bill, and all how the Christians don't know how to teach us the right thing. The preachers don't know what to tell us. They made everything be physical. They said, come when you think of going to God in fear and trembling, you think that there's something physical you got to do. So you start lying to yourself. Oh, I'm going to God in fear and trembling. God, please help me. Oh, Lord, give me a house. Give me this. And then you call that fear and trembling, and all it is is an idea. It's another lie. It, it's spiritual. It's all spiritual. We are a spirit. We live in a spiritual world within. We got to deal and live spiritually. That makes sense? Yes. So in fear, you know how we have to go to your mother and forgive her? You're afraid to do it. You're scared to face mama because you don't know what's going to happen. But you do it anyway, and then all of a sudden you're no longer afraid of mama, right? That's fear and trembling. That's how this thing has to go to God. Will you go to him in fear? And it's not you that's afraid. It's this devil in you that is afraid. You go to him in fear and trembling, he will destroy it. He doesn't want to go. And so that's why he's giving you all kind of feelings and things in your body so you can think These are, this is your pain and you're saying, uh-uh, I ain't doing this. This is too afraid. I'm too embarrassed. This is degrading. This is that. This is, you put another world around it to keep you in hell. Another title. Another false identity. Amazing. That makes sense? Sean, you're looking kind of crazy right now. That makes sense? Yeah. I, like, I like the uh, table analogy about having a table that works and then building a whole other table around it. Right. I, I thought of, um, a while ago, I thought of like being in a wood shop class in high school or something. Yeah. And let's say the assignment, I'll try to keep this quick, but let's, yeah. let's say the assignment is to build like a jewelry box or a, or a little table. And... Um, you know, the teacher's like, you got to test it to make sure it's strong enough. And you just keep testing it and testing it and testing it. And eventually it'll break just from you trying to test it, you know. And um, instead of just using it for the function that it's meant for. That's right. Amazing. You know, it's, yeah. So in closing, and then Hassan got the last word. In closing, this is you up here. 
and this is the fate you down here. This is the world, the house that you have built that keeps you from going upstairs to your house. You identify with fear and doubt and reputation and jealousy and being a lesbian or being gay or being a murderer or being Jeffrey Dahmer, eat dead people, uh, or, uh, or what's the name that drug everybody got now? Fentanyl. Or being a fentanyl addict. Or feel that. Stop it. Your world is up here. Let this world crumble. The world of thoughts and feeling need to crumble. Stop picking up identity eat with, and stand in this house that you built around the real house. It's illusion. It's everybody. Some of the stories I've heard that the devil is doing in this fake house is mind-blowing to me because it's all evil. There's no love in that. You, you don't have love. Nobody has love. Jesse don't have, no one has it. And if you know you don't have love, then you don't have hate. You want to become whole. You want to be one. You want to stay present with God. God is not into the past. He's not in, you're not going to, he's not into the future. You're not going to even, if you drop your body, you're not going to enter heaven as long as you live in a time life. Because you're divided. When you drop your body, you ain't got nothing. But when you live in the present life, when you drop your body, you just continue in the presence of God. It's just life. That makes sense? I hope that, Hassan, what did you think about all that? That was amazing. Did, did you understand about going to God in fear and trembling? Yeah, I think uh, my, my reflecting on it this week was similar to that. I think it was like realizing that we're in fear and trembling anytime we're going without anyway. Like when we try to go drink alcohol or do this or do that, it's all in fear and trembling. So you, you might as well just go through the, the real cure, not the uh, temporary. Yeah, don't use anything to keep you from going to God. And again, I'm saying you, but it's not you that's going to God in fear and trembling. It's the fate you. It's the devil. But you think it's you because you feel the vibration, you feel the thrills in your body. It's not you. It's not you. But you got to go to him. And so when the world attack you, be real glad about that. And just watch them attacking you and watch what you're thinking and feeling about it. And don't call them up saying, stop attacking me. Let them attack you so you can get over that thing that's in you. It's not you. They are not attacking you. They are attacking the false you. And you think they're attacking you. It's not you at all. And that thing wants to stay alive and it gets you to say that it's you. And so to know when somebody's lying, and all people lie right away. The first word out of their mouth is a lie. And you know what that lie is? I. Whenever they start out saying, I this and I that, they're lying. They're talking about a false self. So they're lying. They say, oh, I am hungry. Feel sorry for me. Don't give them a piece of bread at all. They're lying. I am 
lonely. I am this and I am that. They are lying. Do not feel sorry for them. Because they're lying. They're just acting. And, but because we have to communicate, come right here, Sean. We have to communicate. We can use words consciously, not unconsciously. When you use them unconsciously, you're lying. So next time somebody start out a conversation like I, just look at this. This person's lying. There's no I. There is no I. And you have nothing to give that person. You ain't got nothing to give anyway. Yes, ma'am. This isn't on that subject, but um, I was just wondering, do people that have anger, do they have any logic? No. An angry person is a crazy person. An insane person. They have no logic. They have intellect, which is of the devil, and they may call that logic, but that's not logic. Logic is common sense. Logic is the ability to see. It's consciousness. And it only comes from God. And you will start to live a logical life, a simple life. Just live with no identity. And to lose identity feels scary at first. Because I know what y'all mean. When, when I first start losing those identities, I'm like, ain't nothing here. <laughs> it just felt like nothing was left but empty space. And then I started to love the empty space. Because that's what life is. In that empty space. Where nothing is, there's life. Where something is, there's no life. When you take on identity, you have no life. Does that make sense? An angry person is an insane person. And they would do anything to you. They have no love. An unforgiveness person, truly seeing that they're wrong for judging, have love. You'll be fine. And stop claiming marriage. It's just a man and a woman together makes them babies. And, and, and the marriage will last until death do your part. But if you claim it as my husband, my wife, my this and my that, you're going to destroy it. Because there is ownership. And if it doesn't go the way the owner says should go, you'll destroy it. So don't say my husband? It's consciously. Because you've got to communicate. But inwardly know that you're not thinking, oh, I own this man. My life comes from this man. I'm, I'm a married woman and the world looking at me. They know I'm a married woman and the world think I'm something else. Cause I'm married. I'm not like that slut over there. <laughs> I'm not like that divorcee. They got a divorce. I'm married. Mm, like I'm identifying with them. Right. That makes sense? Because a married couple can think they're better than a divorced couple. Right. Mm -hmm. And they catch a hell, but they're still married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than that divorced couple. We stayed together 60 years, 80 years. And then the people applaud. Oh, John died today, and John was married 80 years to Susie. But they leave out the part, and John caught hell for 80 years, too. <laughs> And Susan still can't hear because she still hates John. That's so true. They do that at weddings. Like, who's been married the longest? Right. And they leave out the hell part. And then Susan or John stand there and smile like he's been in heaven all 80 years. 
it's just another false identity as soon as the cloud gone and the applause stopped, John started thinking, they just don't know what I went through. <laughs> I'm glad that woman did. <laughs> anyway, last word, Francisco. Did this help a little bit? Yes. Do you understand now, go to God in fear and trembling? Yes. Okay. Does it make sense? It does. It does. Okay. So what's going to God in fear and trembling is not you. It's the far you. So let the world embarrass you. Let them call you names. Let them put you to a shame. Whatever. And you're feeling it. Know that it's not you. Go through it. And you'll be free from that illusion. And the world can't touch you. Because you're living in your world, not their world. They'll find somebody else to torture. Because they're, they're, they're angry. They'll find somebody else to torture. Now, and they'll torture in themselves because what you do to others, you're doing it to yourself. While you try to torture someone else, you're on fire in yourself. You're catching hell. You're not happy trying to torture, punish somebody, get revenge. Look how you feel trying to get revenge. You are so unhappy, you're on hell, trying to cause hell for somebody else. So what you're trying to do to that person, you're doing it to yourself. That makes sense? I hope that this helped. Brand new biblical question is... Oh, I can just say it. Yeah, then I'll mention it. Do you worship yourself? Do you worship yourself? Do you worship yourself is the brand new biblical question. Do you worship, give me just a quick yes or no, no, no more than that. You worship yourself? Yes. You do? Okay. You? No. Ooh. <laughs> you? I don't know. You don't know? Ponder she doesn't know she's going to ponder it. You? No. Somebody else just lied. No, I'm playing. She said no. Do you worship yourself? Yes. Yes. We go to, that's an amazing question, and it's so deep. Let me just say this. You're not yourself, folks. All this hell on earth, everybody has it until they start to overcome it. Work on you. Overcome your hell inside of you. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us. It's done. We have perfect peace. We have everything. But you got to let go of this false illusion of yourself. And don't hold anything against anyone. Francisco and I were talking yesterday. Stop taking sides. Don't take sides. It's enough to see what's going on, but do not take sides. Both sides are raw. You stay on that straight and narrow. Do the silent prayer and watch. Just watch. That's all you need to do. All right? And uh, thank you for your support. Merry Christmas to everybody here and there. Uh, you can get taxed right off by going to the website there, uh, rebuildingman.com, or call 800 and uh, 800-411-BOND. All right? Uh, what else? We'll do your super chats tomorrow. And I am looking for a PR. I got tons of PR that want to work for us, but I'm looking for a PR person with experience because we're getting, I'm getting so many invitations and so many stuff. I don't have time to look into it. So you, and I don't have time to train right now, but at least know something, have some experience with PR. And we're looking for what else? Oh, and a couches person to work in the front office, all right? So send your resume to bond at bondinfo.org. Is that right, Jay? Or oh, rebuilding? Bond at bondinfo.org works. Yeah, 
barn at barninfo.org, male or female, because some ladies are contacted, like, do you hire ladies? Yes. Because the ladies, when they work, are smarter than men when it comes to some things. Sorry, guys. We had an amazing men's forum this past year. It was deep. It was so deep, I flew to Indiana, and I went out to the grave site where my mama buried, and I dug it up, and I pulled her out of there, <laughs> and I smacked her, and I threw it back down in there, threw the dirt back on real fast, and took a flight back to California. That's how good it was. So, <laughs> she's shaking her head. So listen, work on you. I'm telling you, I'm black and I'm slow. And I'm telling you this, so you know something must be going on. Do the silent prayer. You still can enjoy life. Just don't get an identity from it. Don't think that that's who you are. Have fun, but don't get an identity, all right? I'm out of time. Thank you all so much, and thank you all. It was fun today. It was amazing. Nice. We're going to do the offering and stuff. And uh, any comments or questions? Well, Nick, coming with the... And Jamie with the current. Any questions? Any time a person start out by saying, I, I did.